Coscamp's Coaches Show, Episode 12. Coaches, welcome to the Coscamp's Coaches Show. Today's guest, we have Coach Dave Hahn. He's the head football coach at Mannheim Central High School, Mannheim, PA. Coach Hahn graduated in the spring of 1995 from East Stroudsburg University. He immediately thereafter, two months, I think he said, two months after, he got hired as an assistant coach at Mannheim Central under Coach Williams. And he was there for 20 years as an assistant and then was hired. Um, this, he is now the head football coach and he's going into his eighth year as the head coach at Mannheim Central. So he's had a long run at Mannheim. Um, coach, welcome to the show. If you want to say hi to everybody and then I'll kind of, we'll, we'll set up today's, what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Thanks, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great. And, um, every, uh, every coach that's been on, I shouldn't say everybody, most coaches that have been on here so far, have been doing these at night and today was a, uh, it's been an exhausting day and I know every coach that has been on here, is, has, they have to put on. Uh, a game face 24-7. I'm, I'm sure you're the same way. So thanks for coming on, Coach, this late at night. Uh, absolutely. Appreciate it. When I was at LVC, I helped – Jack Bidler uh, is our inside linebackers coach, but he, he did the majority of recruiting in Lancaster County. But I would stop by – Jack taught. He, he still teaches at Northern Lebanon High School. So I would stop by the high schools in Lancaster County just to kind of give the players an introduction to what Lebanon Valley College is and, and say hi and whatnot. And there was a there was a day a few years ago. It was – I guess it would have been two, 2000 – I guess that would – I guess it was 2019. Yeah, it would have been December 2019. I stopped by and – I stopped by Mannheim Central and asked to coach about your season. And you kind of gave me a, a pretty neat story of how you guys got off to this slow start and after one of your your early losses, you were you were sitting around your office, and you you kind of picked up this your a, a book that you had had in your office, and and you had read before, and you kind of reviewed it again, and and you ended up installing a new offense, and it kind of propelled it. It was kind of fit more to your players, and it kind of propelled you to having a winning season. So, Coach, I kind of want you to get go in depth on 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 what that was, the teams that you know, the team you played that night, and how the rest of the season went, how you installed it, all that. Get into that, and and I'll let you roll from here. Go ahead, Coach. Sure. Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, 2019. Uh, we we started out uh, in the first four games. We were two and two, and we were kind of in unfamiliar territory. Uh, to start out a season like that. Um, and I guess you'd say at the time, we kind of felt like the wheels were coming off, you know, what's going on and just didn't feel like we were making any progress. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, we, we, we had lost our fourth game and, uh, it was the fourth game of the year. It was our second loss, but it lost the game. And, uh, I told, I remember sitting in the, in the, uh, office after the game and I told our coaches like, you know, look, take off tomorrow. Don't want to see you guys to, you know, we need a break. Uh, I got, I got some things I got to do. Uh, we need to regroup and we need to come in Sunday fresh. And, 
you know, that that kind of came off the wrong way. And, uh, you know, then I had to talk to the coaches, you know, because, you know, when you go two and two and you're not used to that, you know, everybody's getting a little sensitive and a little bit uh, worried about the direction we're going. Right. So we kind of had to regroup, talk to the staff, get, let them know, hey, Don, we're still on still on course. I just need time to to figure this out, you know, because to me, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly with with no change in the result. So um, I just did not want to keep doing the same thing and getting the same result and we're, we're not getting any better. So I, uh, I kind of went back to our, my roots in coaching my first couple of years. We, we were a, uh, a veer team, but we were also a run and shoot team. And I had this, this book in the office on run and shoot. Um, a lot of the principles that Mouse Davis had um, and kind of went through that, read it. And I was looking at our personnel and what can these guys do? Now, we just come off a 2018 season where we were pretty run dominant. Um, the running game opened up our passing game. We were, we were able to pretty much do what we wanted. Um, but now we had a new new line. I think we replaced uh, four out of five guys up on the line. And we were struggling early on. We moved a tight end to tackle. Um, and uh, that wasn't a popular decision by him. Um, but he, he made the sacrifice and he did it. And so we, we just kind of, I took the time to, you know, reread the book and, and, uh, I thought, you know, we can, we got to do something with our offense that's going to give the illusion that we're going to run the ball on every play, even though we may throw it, or we're going to look like we're going to pass the ball on every play, even we may run it. So we kind of changed and we really simplified the offense and went to a run and shoot style. Um, so on every play, it, it looked like we're we were running zone, um, and it kind of gave us a little bit of an advantage. We ended up turning the season around and and uh, winning some games, moving the ball again. Uh, our team was playing; we were playing good defense at the time, um, and uh, we ended up winning out the rest of the way, going eight and two, and then make it into the playoffs. So uh, it's one of those things that. You know, to me, uh, the the fun part about coaching is figuring out your kids, figuring out the the talent you have and how you can best use it. Uh, sometimes I think as a coach, you can get stuck in just running the same thing because it's what you know, instead of doing what's best for the kids and what's going to help them be successful. So I, I think that's where, you know, if I've done anything right in my career, uh, that's probably one of the things that you know, was, was probably best for them in 2019. Well, I, I, I've fallen victim to that being the, the running something that I knew as opposed to, to what the, what the kids, what, what suited them. Um, so that's a great point, but to go back on the, the run and shoot offense, can you just, you, there might be some coaches listening to this that, right. were, that may, they might not have been around for, uh, to see a run and shoot offense, believe it or not. I mean, it's football's kind of come full circle now, but can you right. just kind of give everybody a, a definition or, or just a quick well, well, down what the run and shoot is? What we did, because I didn't want to scrap everything that we had. So what we did is we, 
we basically went into our spread offense. We were in two by two, three by one. Um, we scrapped scrapped any kind of tight end oriented offense, and we did a very limited two back. But you know, the run and shoot is basically a, a one back, four four wide receivers offense. Um, and we, in in layman's terms, it's it's basically giving a play action look and extending the play and moving the pocket and being able to throw the ball you could stay in the pocket as well but that that's what we tried to do kind of put our own little twist on it um where we we would ride the ride the play fake the run fake and then we would isolate on a a certain part of the field or a certain defender to kind of put him isolate him to where if he goes one direction we've got something coming behind it in front of it you know, and we're going in the other direction. Um, so we tried to get the ball out of our quarterback's hands as fast as we could um, and made quick plays. Um, if And we'd read the we'd read the numbers in the box like we've always done. So if, if they gave us numbers in the box, we'd run the ball because we felt like we had a better chance. Um, if they packed the box in, that's when we would isolate on a defender and and then take advantage of that. But everything was quick. It was on time. It was getting rid of the ball quick. We just didn't feel like we had the lineman in the in the middle to to uh, to hold the ball too long, or to really have that strong run game where we're going to line up with a tight end, two back, and and take it down the field on them. So uh, basically, it was just spread them out, give a run look, throw the ball, or spread them out. You know, and, and we'd run it. So so you had the skill. I, I can kind of remember that team if i recall you had a pretty good quarterback and a couple good receivers yeah our strength was our our strength was our skill positions that year um we had we had a quarterback evan simon who was in his senior year and then uh two receivers the the wagner brothers uh the twins um that were on the team we had a another senior receiver uh jd groove and then our our fullback actually was Jay Carbach. He ended up kind of really being our featured back and then our one back. Um, and so we just, we rode those seniors and their talent and uh, until our line got better as the year got longer. Were you able to kind of do some, once that line got, because I, I would think if you have some good skill players, you can kind of, you can kind of do some things. I mean, I'm saying this, but, I'm sure it's not really on the fly, but you can kind of do some things on the fly with, a, you know, if you got, if you have a quarterback that has some moxie and you got some receivers that he trusts, you can kind of install some things kind of like uh, you can kind of throw them at him in practice and they'll work on it. But I, I would think that'd be pretty hard for some, for the, for the line to change things up. Did you have to do anything different with your offensive line initially? uh well well really we just simplified things i mean we really stuck to our okay. zone running attack um we stuck to a zone running attack and it was pretty much every play it, it was we gave a zone look um so that just made it simpler for them where they could come off the ball they knew what they were doing um there wasn't there wasn't any man schemes gap schemes we were zone and zone only so, you know and that helped them build confidence and get better and once they got better um, then we were able to do a little bit more as the season got longer, but we pretty much stayed to what we were good at. And, and, and that, that talks to, you know, the skill kids that we had, you know, we had to use their talent. A lot of zone schemes, you know, you're, uh, 
your lineman might be stepping one way, which is going to leave it's going to a lot of times a backside defensive end or maybe a backside outside blitzing outside backer is going to be unblocked. In the when you talk about play action, did you have whether did you have answers for the that those unblocked guys if you wanted to boot yeah, back so, toward them or or anything like that? Yeah. So what we did is with our play action, our back was always going to that backside end. Okay. And he he became a blocker. So you would fake to him, and then he was responsible to pick. He got, kind of wanted. He yeah. probably wanted to get tackled by him, really. Right. Right. Now we had some calls that maybe we would get him up in the line, and then we would we would take the tackle back on the end. But uh, you but mean we the tackle to that side? The tackle the, that the was back. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we were trying to use the back to take that on, so we can get a, get a six man protection, and then still be able to to get the ball out. And that worked out pretty well for us because then when we started doing that, the box would lighten up. They would they'd spread people out in the defense, and then we were able to take you know run our zone right up the middle. Um, and we had some success with that. So, yeah, were, that's were you running the quarterback too? Yeah, that's something. You're yeah, doing? we were running. So that that was the other thing that helped us. You know, in Evans' sophomore year. We didn't really run him because we didn't have – he was a sophomore. We really didn't have a backup that was, you know, that we had an answer for like we did with him. So I didn't feel like running him early was the right thing to do. So we waited until we got into the playoffs until we ran him more. His junior year, um, it was pretty much like during the regular season, ran him when we needed to, didn't run him a lot. Then we got in the playoff run, we, we ran him more. Um, senior year, we ran them all year long. We, you know, we, we used them that we needed to, um, it was between him and our, and our tailback. So we, that, uh, that was an added piece to our game that, uh, that we kept in, um, with, you know, with all the changes that we made. So it sounds like your tailback was, you know, he's kind of like a dual threat almost. He was kind of a player that could you could give the ball to and he could make some stuff happen with it. But at the same time, he was tough enough. He could block a, a down lineman, a defensive lineman. He, yeah, he was a fullback. Okay. He, he was just, he was a tough fullback. Um, yeah, it was Jay Carbach, and he he just was a tough kid. He played defensive end for us too. Okay. Um, he he didn't he didn't run with great speed, but he just ran hard. And he's my kind of guy. He He'd rather run through you than run around <laughs> you. So he he did a great job for us. I always thought that the, the best combination you could have is that thunder and lightning combination where you you, you can kind of wear teams down with one of the backs, whether it's the fast guy that can kind of make you miss, you know, with his feet, and then you, you hit him with that guy that's pounding the ball. That's going to wear a team down over the course right. of a football game. And if you can throw the ball on top of that, man, it, now you got something. Right. Um, yeah, we we've had that in the past. Where you know, one one year, uh, I think it was around 2013 and 14, we had uh, Mark Royer, who who's yeah, that lightning speed him. kid, and then we had uh, Ian Hansman, who was a thumper. You know, he would just run you over, and it, it was it's a nice combination to have when you can do that. Were you do you with this? Uh, were you guys doing any motion that that were you doing any of that? And did you have to change any of that? We we did not. We we basically lined up in two by two or three by one, and and just went. We tried to go, tried to play fast. Um, we tried to play. We didn't necessarily go no huddle, but there were times that we 
we did. We kind of tempoed it um, and didn't give the chance, give the defense a chance to um, really adjust or adapt. We tried to just keep them, keep keep the defense pretty vanilla. And you get you had some sort of mechanism in there to allow your quarterback to to audible if if you know the box was different, than, right? Than what the initial he caller had, had thought it was going to be, right? Yeah, he had automatic calls. Like we'd get give him the play call, and then uh, and he knew based on the box that either stay with that or he can audible to certain play. The zone inside zone play, your offensive lineman. Do you teach any kind of like a, a bucket step or like a lateral step? Um, I, I I know the advantage a lot of times that that inside zone can give is that it can kind of. I guess it can kind of give the offensive line that split second if they're taking that kind of lateral step or bucket step to see any kind of blitz or a slant, anything like that. Do you guys teach any of that stuff with your offensive line? Like, what's the first step for those guys? So the first step that I teach is a pop step. And, and pop just means pick it up, put it down. Okay. I want I want you to get that foot up and back into the ground as fast as you can. Short step in the direction that we're going. Um, second step is a cover up. So we're going to cover up the cylinder of the defender in our gap. And then third step is, is drive. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to get low. We're going to drive through. And then, it, and then it depends on covered, uncovered, but we right. don't, we don't take a, we don't try to lose ground to gain ground. Like I'm not a big believer in that. Yep. Um, you know, if we, we're going to, we'll start with standard splits and, and then we'll adjust from there. If, if, if we feel like we're playing a team that was a little too fast then we might cut down our splits okay. so that we don't allow for penetration. Um, if we felt like that we can handle the one-on-ones, then we were going to we keep our splits where they were. Okay. But but I'm a I'm a vertical guy. I, I want to get off the ball as fast as we can um, and create movement in the line of scrimmage instead of trying to just. I just I didn't want to just cut off or lose ground and and then and and gain width. Um, even with, even with, uh, you know, we're dabbling with some outside zone stretch now. Yep. Um, that that we're, you know, that we may we may do in the future. Um, even with that, uh, it's going to be more lateral width step, keeping the shoulder square, and and attacking that outside armpit. Yep. Uh, the numbered armpit, but not not losing ground. You know, because two, you know, defenses are <laughs> defenses are fast, and if you if you allow them to to penetrate and get in the gap and penetrate, you got to collision them right off the ball. Uh, you know, you got to take your step, use your snap out to your advantage, um, and get off the ball now. Uh, otherwise, they're going to be in the backfield creating havoc. How long are guys spending on if they're if they're involved in a combo block or or a double team? How long are they spending on that double team before they get to that linebacker? You you you're trying to stay on that as long as possible, or, or how do you, how are you teaching that to those guys? Yeah, you want to. Well, I always use the term "block through," block through to the linebacker. So you know, if if this guy's in your gap, he's still there's still cloth there. Then you're going to block through him, off to the linebacker. Hang on as long as you can. Um, but you know that they also got to get a feel for it. it. Hey, is one of the problems high school linemen have, and 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 I would even say it's probably even in the in the college level and. And, and maybe even in the pros at points, but uh, I think they're a little bit more well-defined in what they're doing. Uh, y- you can't chase. 
Right. And that's the biggest problem in zone is when you get a, you're going to get a defender that's going to slant, they're going to move to a gap, and then you're going to have that offensive lineman chase him. Yep. If he chases and doesn't climb, that linebacker's filling the gap every time. So that's that's the key that we we try to get the kids that you know to understand feel the feel the defender where he's going and keep your eyes keep your eyes downfield. You know, block what's in front of you, but see the second level. Um, so that's something that we try to work hard on. You got anything going on with your with the linemen right now in terms of like uh, agility work or anything like that, or, or are you just doing all? Are you all in the weight room with those guys and, and that's it? And then you'll get you'll move on to something here in the spring. Do you do anything like uh, footwork wise with those guys right now? All the time. We're we're in the uh, our our main emphasis right now. We're in our off season. Um, so our main emphasis right now is, is the weight room, um, building that core strength up. Um, but we also in part of our workout, we'll have some agility and some footwork as part of that. And then we're always challenging the kids to do extra, um, to, you know, when they get done towards the tail end of their workout, you know, get out the, get out the mats, get out the, get out the jump ropes, get out the cones and, and, we have all that stuff readily available for them to, to get some extra work in there. And we usually have two to three to four coaches that are in um, that'll work with them. And then as, as we get going in February, I, I really don't want them doing a lot of right now. I want them focusing on the weights and the agility. I really don't want them focusing on the skill stuff. Like I, we're worrying about blocking and stuff. They need, you know, they got a break from that. They need that in February, late February, we'll start doing some some of getting back into that doing some some footwork with with blocking and and stuff like that but right now it's a it's all about strength getting bigger stronger faster working our feet so the the weight room you know you don't get immediate results in the weight room you you get results over long term but it's it's kind of easier to convince a kid you know to to hit the weights because they're going to start feeling better and they're going to start getting bigger. But that footwork stuff, man, is so hard to convince guys to, to stick with that because that's, that's part of the game. That's so important. And right. you, know, you don't, you don't see it doesn't get talked about really on TV or anything like that, but man, having good feet at any position on the football field, it really matters. And yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big part of the, the off season program I'm seeing nowadays with a lot of football programs. Yeah, it's it's something you have to emphasize, and you got to make part of your program uh, if you expect them to get better at it and be good. You, um, you know, so go we ahead. talk about it, but we talk about it, but then we're also trying. You know, that now talking's not good enough. Now you got to get yep. the kids to do it. When you talk about core strength, you're you're starting your core strength stuff. Do you mean like your like the the your fundamental lifts like uh, yeah. like squats and and power cleans and stuff like that? Right. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. We, you know, we we work on. I mean, we work on the core of the body too. So working the the abdominals, lower back, yep, hips. Yeah, that's what. But I, uh, that's what I was getting at. But yeah, we we're we're talking about our our main lifts. Yeah. Well, you, and, and when you when you introduce a guy like into your program, like a young guy, do you kind of ease them into that? Like, do you have a special program to like teach them how to power clean, or, they, or is it kind of like the upperclassmen teach the underclassmen? How do you get those guys going with the power cleans? So we we got a good situation at Mannheim. So I, I teach. I actually my my teaching schedule is teaching weight training. 
Um, so all, most of our older guys lift in their phys ed class with, with me. Okay. Um, so they have a block of time throughout the day. That's their, their PE class with, with other class members, uh, you know, the other, other athletes or, or even non-athletes that take the class, but they, they work out and then, and then we'll have a, a session after school, which is some of the guys that don't have it in, in class. And then the younger guys coming up. So our freshmen, um, they'll come in the middle of their freshman year. They start lifting with us. And in the first, you know, four or five weeks, it's kind of, we call it our foundation phase. That's really the nuts and bolts of where they're being taught. And they're, they're really refining their skills and the movements that they're doing. Um, And we spend a lot of time on that. We'll have, you know, like I said, three or four coaches in there and, and they all do a great job with, uh, first of all, knowing what the lifts are, knowing how to per, how to perform and correct the mistakes that they're making in the lifts, um, and then we get those kids going. And, and obviously, the more athletic a kid is, the quicker he's going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other guys that they might not be as athletic, but if they keep working at it and they stay consistent and they're persistent with it, they're going to within four weeks they're going to have the movements down. Um, and then you know by that time, then we're ready to get into our our uh, phase two of lifting and and uh, we're ready to hit the ground running so um and that's the phase we're in now in our strength phase so we're we're hitting the ground running and, and everybody's in the same thing you know that we have younger guys lifting with younger guys and and some of the some of the older guys are lifting during during the day but um but they're all doing the same thing so we kind of answer your question we kind of throw them to the wolves here yeah. we go yeah, that's that's the way I was taught, and then kind of just corrected on the way through. And, and I think that I don't know if there's any other better way. I mean, you can, you could have showed me like I don't know videos of like people doing squats and power cleans the right way, but I right. mean, the best way to do it, just like anything else, really is is letting people fail a little bit. But I mean, with this with that stuff, you just want to make sure people aren't doing too much weight and hurting themselves. Right. So that stuff. that's a just a couple of times. To- couple of points to hit on that one um we'll break down the lifts each lift that we do we'll break it down so that they're doing them in parts especially like power clean we'll break that down into parts and they don't move on until they get through a certain part but they'll still do the sets and reps that the normal guys would do with all the 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 lifts they'll just do that part of it until they master that and then we move them on like they'll do um, like a and, deadlift or like an upright row, something like that. You mean? Yeah, like okay. those, yeah, a, a power shrug. They'll yep. work on a power okay. shrug, then they'll work on a power pull, and then we'll get them to do the fit, okay. the finish. Um, and we break that down until they master it because we don't want them. We don't want them creating bad habits, and then they keep practicing bad habits. Now it's hard to correct. Right, right. That's good. so. That's, that's pretty interesting. Doing it. In yeah, we'll like that. we'll go. Yeah, we'll do that. And like I said, and usually as long as, you know, we stay consistent and we stay on them and, and work with them, they usually have that within, you know, within the four weeks. And like I said, some of them have it within a day or two yeah. of working out and yeah. some of them, it may take three or four weeks, but, but we get everybody to, to do the uh, same thing eventually. Well, coach, I'm going to let you go here. We're, uh, we're going on a half hour and, and again, it's getting late here and and i appreciate your, your time and do you know for for time purposes i'll kind of wrap things up here but i appreciate you coming on talking about your football program and that experience you had in 2019 you, 
it's fun to see Mannheim back on track this year. You guys had it going and, and looking for, for more good things to come out of that football program, Coach. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're excited. We're uh, we're actually going into new territory this year, so we, we just found out we're 4A. Yeah, uh, I saw but, that. So we're yeah, we're excited. We'll uh, create some new rivalries out. So you got some Berks County teams on your on your schedule now too. We do. We have uh, we we have Muhlenberg and uh, Governor Mifflin and Exeter on our schedule. So yeah. we're we're excited about that too. This whole mix-up as a football, as a high school football fan, I'm really excited about the mix-up. I, you know, I don't have to deal with any of the any of these teams, but um, you know, having having a game plan for them and play them, that's one thing. But as a you know, as a high school football fan, it's going to be a pretty cool season next year. So, yeah, you know, I, I think you'll see. Yeah, I think you'll see uh, some exciting football in, in all the sections. I think the all the sections are pretty evenly matched, um, and it, it should be pretty exciting. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you go here. I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, that was good stuff. A lot of good stuff uh, brought up, a lot of good topics, a lot of good things for, for coaches to think about. But thanks again, Coach. You bet. Anytime. Have a good night, Coach. Take care. You too, Mark. Thank you. Coaches, thanks for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet, do so. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Until next time, take it easy.